Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 30th, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Grace-Based Success. And so success is something that we all want to pursue. Put this in the chat or say it out loud. I am a success. But we're learning how to become a success by the grace of God. I, I like to say that I am success going somewhere to succeed, but it's not because of me or my power, my ability or my strength. No, it's all because of God and his goodness and his grace and his favor that is on my life. So when you live for God, when you live to represent him in everything that you do, and you seek to be led by his spirit in everything that you do, then God can make you a grace-based success. Or say it this way, say my life is a grace case. And so yesterday we looked at four examples. Uh, we looked at Abraham. Basically, you could say we looked at Abraham and Sarah. Uh, we also looked at Gideon. We looked at Peter. We looked at Paul. And in every case, the impact that they made was a grace case. And so you want your life to be a grace case. You want, when people read the story, your life story, Jesus wants to be the star on every page. He wants to get the glory out of your life and living. And when you live for him to glorify his name and you become a grace case, you can experience grace-based success. So this is Pursuing Grace-Based Success, part 11. And the title of today's message is, I don't live by the sweat of my brow. Listen, in this world, people say, I got to earn everything by the sweat of my brow, right? And so people in this world say, hey, look, you got to work for it. Uh, the Bible does say, if you don't work, you don't eat. You got to go get it. I'm a go-getter. I need to go get it. And if you don't, everything you get, people say, you know, nobody gives me nothing. Nothing. Everything I got was earned. If you, if I want it, I got to go get it. Everything I have was earned by the sweat of my brow. Okay, fine. I understand. I'm going to explain the difference between the curse that was established in this world and earning everything by the sweat of your brow and the grace of God where you don't have to. Say this as we get ready for the word. I do not live by the sweat of my brow. I'm not going to have to earn everything that I get. Oh, I'm going to talk about it. Get ready to receive the word. All right, so let's get into it for this morning. This is a, a, a really something I had to learn uh, because I was raised, I'm Dominican. I, I'm, I'm a son of Dominican parents, two immigrants uh, from the Dominican Republic in the United States. And my wife, I've been working since a young age, uh, since I was 13, paid jobs. My wife has been working since she was like six or seven. And so out there in the banana fields, my wife used to, to whenever the cruise ships would come in, she would leave school, go to the cruise ships and braid the hair of the women that were there to get a dollar so that she could help her family make sure that they had some, some meat that day, right? So Isabella and I know what it's like to work and to work hard, but I'm going to tell you today, yes, you should still work, but it's grace-based work. So it's a different perspective. You're not earning everything by the sweat of your brow. And it's my job to teach you. I'm not just going to make the statement without teaching you. So let me teach you. Let's get into it. Foundational scriptures, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. I mean that you are saved by grace because you believe. You just believed and received what God had already provided, so you didn't save yourself. It was a gift from God. 
Now, you're not saved by the things that you've done, <laughs> so you have nothing to boast about. But in Christ Jesus, when you did get saved, God made you a new creation so that you could spend the rest of your days doing the good works that God had before ordained for you to do. We're going to talk about work. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31. Uh, the Bible says, God has united us with Christ Jesus. Now, God made him, Christ Jesus, to become perfect wisdom, wisdom itself for us. So now we have wisdom from above. Say, I have wisdom from above. Now, once I'm connected to Jesus, not only do I have wisdom for, from above, but I'm made right with God. So I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm also pure. I'm also holy. I'm also free from sin. All of this happened because of Jesus, not because of me. So verse 31 says, I have nothing to boast about. If I'm going to boast, I'm going to boast in him. My life is all about him. Say amen to that. 2 Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace. God gave me a purpose, the grace for the purpose. God gave me an assignment, the grace for the assignment. He gave me both in Christ Jesus. He gave me both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. All of that. So it's the grace of God. My life is a grace case. So earlier in the series, I taught you about hard work and how you are going to have to put in the work. But now let me explain that you put in the work by the grace of God. You, you don't work for grace, but you do have to work by grace. Say that. Say, I don't work for grace because grace is unearned. I can't, if I can't earn it, it's I don't work for grace, but I work by grace. So once you're operating under the grace of God, you may work harder than you've ever worked in your life, but you do it without getting overwhelmed, overloaded, or stressed out. You're not pulling your hair out. Why? Because it's the grace of God. All right. So have you ever heard the term, the sweat of your brow, like earning everything by the sweat of your brow? This comes from Genesis chapter three and verse 19. Let me read this for you and then we'll get into it. Genesis three nineteen. by the sweat of your brow, the, God says, you will have to, uh, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made for you were made from the dust and to the dust you will return. So in Genesis chapter three, let me, let me give you the setting. We know that Adam sinned. He, he violated God's command. And as a result, the eyes of both of them were opened. They saw that they were naked. They saw, they covered themselves up. They hid all of that. In this chapter, God cursed the woman, the serpent, and the man. When I'm not going to get into what he said to the woman or what he said to the serpent. Let's deal with what he said to the man. What he said to the man was, from now on, you're going to have to work hard for your food. From now on, you're going to have to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. Now, prior to this, Adam received everything by grace. Say grace. Now, prior to this, I want, I want you to understand the picture of what it was like before the fall. Adam had a purpose from God. God gave him a purpose. God gave him power. God gave him partnership and God gave him parameters. So he had a purpose. He had something to do. He was supposed to extend heaven to this planet. He had the power to do it. He was, he had kingdom, dominion, power, and authority. He was ruling over this planet. He had a partner, right? Because God said, it's not good for you to be alone. So he had a partner. And then he had parameters. The one parameter was don't eat of this fruit. So he had all of that. He had an abundance. Adam lived in abundance. Don't tell me that God is not a God of abundance. There were only two humans on this planet. And God gave him a forest, basically. The Garden of Eden was like a forest. It was fed with four streams. So he had basically four streams of income. He had everything that he needed. His only physical need was food, and he had more than enough food. 
So he had more than enough for him and his wife. He had more, they had more than enough of everything. And it was given to them. They walked with God in the cool of the day. Matter of fact, the garden had, not only was it fed with four streams, but it had an underground irrigation system. So it was fed with four streams. And there's also, there was a mist that came up from under the ground that watered the garden so that they would always have all sufficiency in all things. They would not lack anything. They always had, this was all the grace of God. They, they, they didn't work for any of it. It was just given to them. Power given to them. Parameters given. All of this was given. Partnership given. You, you are now ruling given. He didn't work for any of it. It was the grace of God. Say amen to that. Now, after all of that, he sinned. And once he sinned, another translation of what I just read says, you will have to work hard now for your food and your face will be covered with sweat and you will work hard until the day you die. Then you're going to become dust again. You came from dust and to dust you will return. And so that is part of the curse. Say the curse. So, so we were born into the curse. I'm going to teach you. I'm, I'm going to break this down. What does this mean for you today? I'm going to give you some quicker thoughts today to really kind of explain what I'm teaching. So prior to the fall, Adam was experiencing the blessing. Say the blessing. Matter of fact, say this out loud. Say, I live in the blessing. Like, I mean, like my, like people say, Hey, where do you live? What's your address? My address is the blessing, right? I live in the blessing. I live by the grace of God. I'm living the grace life. The, the blessing is where I reside. So Adam lived under the blessing. Let's get a picture of it. He had communion with God through the Holy Spirit. He had companionship with his wife. He had an abundance of everything that he needed. And he had the authority to rule this planet. And all of that was given to him by grace. He worked for none of it. It was everything was given to him by the grace of God. So Adam was living the good life. Say, I live the good life. Adam was living the good life. Everything was given to him by God's unearned and amazing grace. And this is actually a picture of what Jesus died to redeem us to. The reason why I'm taking my time to explain this, paint this picture is because this is what Jesus died to redeem us to. This is a picture of how we're supposed to live. Say, I live in the blessing. You got it? All right. Number two, when Adam sinned, he lost access to the blessing. Okay. Let me, let me slow down. Make sure you get this. When Adam sinned, there was a curse pronounced over the serpent, the woman, and the man. And when Adam was cursed, so his communion, the communion that he had with God through the Holy Spirit was severed. The Holy Spirit was removed when he sinned. So he lost the Holy Spirit. So communion, gone. Provision, gone. He was living in the garden where everything was just provided for him. He didn't work for it. It was just given to him. And so the provision was revoked. The communion was cut off. And now God kicks him out of the garden and says, from now on, son, you're going to have to work for everything that you get. Your face is going to be covered with sweat. You're going to have to earn everything by the sweat of your brow. That's the curse. That's not the blessing. If you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, you shouldn't be saying, oh, I got to work hard for everything. Oh, I got to make it happen. If it's going to happen, I got to make it happen. No, 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 no. That's the curse. People say to me, to, to me and Isabella, man, you guys do all this stuff and you make it look easy. You know why? That's the blessing. <laughs> Let me paint the picture, the difference between the curse and the blessing. And so Adam was making it look easy. Why? Because it was the grace of God, right? And so say this out loud. Say, say I am a success and I make it look easy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, you do what you do and you make it. Now, it is not effortless, but it is sweatless. 
It is sweatless. Why? Because I make it look easy. It's the blessing. I'm painting a picture for you, right? So the, Adam got us into a mess. What was that mess? Communion, cut off. Provision, revoked. Like, get out of here. Kicked out of the garden. All of that. Now you're going to have to work for everything that you get. Now, when we were born, here's the problem. You and I, we were born into the inheritance of Adam. So we were born under the curse of Adam. So we were born that way. So we were born into a world where you have to work for everything that you get. We were born into a world where if you want something, you got to go get it. And we were born into the world where you got to work hard by the sweat of your brow. We were born into that world. Why? We were born that way. Newsflash, you can be born again. Glory to God. And so once you're born again, Jesus came to get us out of everything that Adam got us into. And so when we're born again, now we're redeemed from the curse. Say, I'm redeemed from the curse. Come on now. All right. Number three, I'm teaching. I'm trying to take my time. Number three. The curse that God spoke over Adam was that he, and then man in general, would have to work hard for his provision, his food. He would have to earn everything by the sweat of his brow. He would have to rely on human effort without the grace of God, right? And that's part of the curse and not the blessing. Now, we were born with that inheritance, it's true, but when we're born again, we're born again into a different system, right? Like, like I, I, this is not part of my notes this morning, but let me pause right here and just take a quick caveat. I, I don't want to get into this too much, but in Mark chapter five, Jesus ran into a guy named Simon, the fisherman, and said, hey, Simon sold into his, his uh, ministry with his business. Simon used his boat his, and his skills. He used his time, his talent, and his treasure from his fishing business, sold in it to Jesus's ministry. And then Jesus said, now, because you sold into my ministry, the, my father, who's the Lord of the harvest, is going to see to it that you receive a harvest on every seed sown. So go out there and let down your nets for a catch. And, and Simon was like, no, no, I've been working by the sweat of my brow. Mr. Preacher man, I'm the fisherman. I've been working hard all night long. I've been toiling and I, I got nothing. And Jesus said, well, why don't you try it my way? <laughs> why don't you try it my way? He threw out the nets and he got a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. Come on now. He was like, yeah, you've been doing it your way. You got nothing, but, but you sold into my ministry. So here's another way to live. There's a great, there's a, a harvest that's going to come to you by grace, not because you earned it. Throw down the nets and watch what happens. He threw down the net and the fish were jumping in the net. He got a net breaking, boat sinking load of fish. Why? Because there's two ways to live. You can live just by the sweat of your brow. You live, I'm going to earn it. I'm going to deserve it. I'm going to do everything. No, that's the way you were born. But then you, you can be born again. Say, I was born again. Once you're born again, all bets are off. I'm living under a different system. Say amen to that. All right, number four. Jesus came to redeem us from every curse. Jesus came to get us out of everything that Adam got us into. So he came to redeem us. Say, I'm redeemed from the curse. You are no longer under the curse. So we're not supposed to work hard for everything that we get. We're not supposed to have to earn every achievement, relying solely on human effort, human power, human ability, human strength, the sweat of my brow. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm a witness. The, the success that I experience, do I work hard? Yes, I work hard. But a lot of it is <laughs> just straight up favor. It's the favor of God. I mean, like, do I work hard? Of course I work hard. But God favors the work of my hands. And so when the favor of God, the blessing of God is on you, it's you and God, it's God and you. And so you're working, but you're working by grace. It is grace 
based success, which is what I'm teaching. You got it? All right, number five. God still expects us to work because work is part of his divine purpose. So God sent you to this planet to work. You have a, a purpose to, to complete. Say, say, I'm on this planet on purpose. So yes, you are on this planet on purpose and you're supposed to work to get it done. Like Jesus, Jesus said, listen, I'm always working because my father was always working. But Jesus wasn't working to earn his living. Jesus was working for his divine purpose. Let me say it this way. God gave Adam work before he gave him a wife. Let me pause right there. Make sure you got that. God gave Adam work before he even gave him a wife. And so, so Adam was working under the blessing, but he wasn't working to earn his living. He was working for his purpose. Let me say that again. Adam wasn't working to earn a living. Everything was given to him. Adam was working to fulfill God's purpose. See, before the fall of man, Adam worked, but he was enjoying grace-based success. Adam was walking around with God in the cool of the day. He was like receiving wisdom, revelation, understanding from God. He was saying whatever God told him to say. He was doing whatever God told him to do. He was flowing however God wanted him to flow. He was going wherever God wanted him to go. All of that, and, and God was blessing the work of his hands. So he was working, not for provision. He was working for purpose. Now, after the fall, though, psh, now he's kicked out. Now he has to go work for provision. Before, he was just working for purpose. After the fall, he had to go work for provision, and he had to work hard for everything that he got. So why am I explaining this? Because these are two different pictures. You were born one way, but you're born again another way. So when you get a picture, what, what picture do you think God wants you to identify with? Let me ask it to you that way. You have a picture of Adam in the garden. You have a picture of Adam after he got kicked out of the garden. You were born over here, but when you get born again, you're supposed to be over here. Which picture do, do you think God wants you to identify with? The one over here where you have to work hard for everything that you get? Or the one over here where you're working, but you're working for purpose, not for provision, and God favors the work of your hands? I submit to you that this is how we're supposed to live. God wants you to experience grace-based success, success his way, where he favors the work of your hands, where you still have to work, but you're not just relying on your power, your ability, your strength, your education, your acumen. No, 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 no. God favors the work of your hands. All right, last point for this week, number six. Don't confuse a job with work. Don't, don't confuse a job with your divine work. So people do jobs to earn a living. I would submit to you that that's part of the curse. That's part of the sweat of your, the sweat of your brow. Many people do jobs to earn a living and they hate it. M many people do jobs because they need to eat and pay rent and all that, and they hate what they do, right? They are sweating their way through it. They're just, they're, they're sucking it up because they feel as though they need to earn a living. I submit to you that that's part of the curse. That's the mess that Adam got us into. Jesus came, here's the good news, to redeem us from the curse. He redeemed us from every curse. Now, we still have to work because we have a purpose, but our work is connected to our purpose, not just provision. So Jesus said it this way. Once again, my father's always working, so I'm always working. Remember, Adam was working before the fall, but he wasn't working for provision. He was working 
for purpose. He wasn't working to earn a living. He was working to do what God sent him to this planet to do. So when you know who you are, let me explain. When you know who you are, you know what you're born to do. You know your divine purpose. You understand your divine assignment. You know what you're on this planet to do. Then as you do it, God will see to it, in many cases, that you get paid to do it. Where you actually get paid to do or earn a living or, or, or you actually uh, earn profit if you're running your own business to do what you were called to do. That's great. But do Christians born again filled with the Holy Ghost sometimes just have to take a job? Yeah. Sometimes you just have to take a job to earn this or earn that or pay for this or pay for that. But don't confuse a job that you're just doing with your work. Your work is different. Your work, you're on this on this planet to do the works. Remember, we've been looking at Ephesians 2 and 10. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, once you're born again, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the rest of our lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So there is work. Say there's work for me to do. I have work to do. And so I'm doing the work because this is the work that God sent me to this planet to do. Once again, let me explain the difference between a job and work. You can retire from a job. There are people that are watching right now that are retired. There are people that are watching right now that are about to retire. You can retire from a job, but you can never retire from your work. Let me say that again. You can retire from a job, but you can never retire from your work because your work is your work. And, and, and while you're doing the work that God sent you to this planet to do, you can never retire because you can only leave when you're done. And so at the end of the day, you are going to have to work the work that God sent you to this planet to do until the day you die. That's not a job. This is your divine work. You got it? So Adam was working by the grace of God before the fall. The blessing was on him. He was still working. The blessing was on him. He was still working, but he wasn't working for provision. He was working for purpose. He was experiencing grace-based success. So when you live the grace life, you can say what Paul said. Paul was like, you know what? I work hard. I actually work harder than everybody around me. <laughs> I've worked harder than everybody else. But then again, it's not me. It's the grace of God that's flowing through me. So when you, when you live that way, you know that you're still working, but you're not working to earn. Listen, I don't earn everything I get. Isabella's running her own business. We pray over it. We're like, Lord, there are contracts looking for her. Father, you're opening doors. There are contracts. People will bring contracts to her. So, so is she putting in work? Yes, yeah, she's putting in work. But God is favoring the work of her hands. When I, I do what I do, it's effortless. Uh, is, uh, is sweatless. It's not effortless, but it's sweatless. Uh, yesterday, I had so many different things to do, uh, and I was recording this session and then recording that session. And in one of the sessions, they didn't do a prep, and I wasn't ready. And it was like, oh, Rick, we really need to get this done. Are you going to be okay? Oh, I'm, I'm going to be okay. We're fine. We're going to do it. And boom, we go into it unprepared, and boom, God gives me the work. God gives me the words. God performs it. God favors it. We, we're done. Oh, that was amazing. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. Praise God. You know why? Because God favors the work of my hand. I, am I still working? Yeah, I'm working. But I know that God's super is on my natural. God is breathing on the work of my hands. And, and, and God favors us. This is the grace-based success that we're supposed to live. Yes, it's not effortless, but it's sweatless. Say this. Say, I have sweatless victory. I'm talking about you operating 
in sweatless victory by the grace of God. There's a level of sweatless victory that you can walk in when you tap into the grace of God to do what God called you to do from the foundations of the world. Say amen to that. All right, that's it. That's enough for this day. That's enough for this week. Let me send you into the weekend. I want you to lift up your voice, but say this before I do. Say, say I am a grace-based success. Listen, you, you got to receive success by the grace of God. All right, now lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I understand the value of hard work. And I thank you for teaching me the difference between working hard on my own and working hard by your grace. I know what it's like to work without grace. <laughs> I've done that. I put in time and energy, blood, sweat, and tears. But those days are over. <laughs> I don't have to earn everything by the sweat of my brow. Jesus redeemed me from the curse. I am born again. I'm a citizen of, of heaven. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. So now I work, but I work by grace. And I experience the difference. I get more done in a shorter amount of time. I'm able to work longer hours when I need to, but I do it without getting stressed or frustrated or overtaxed. My body doesn't break down and I keep peace in my heart because I do it by the grace of God. Therefore, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, I'm going to have another one, right? But this is one of those messages you might want to share with your children. This is one of those messages you, at a minimum, want to talk to your children about especially if you have young adults or teenagers, they need to work hard. They need to understand that you, you're going to have to work hard to get ahead in life. But there's a difference between working with the grace of God and working without the grace of God. And so you don't want to just disconnect yourself from the grace of God. You want God to breathe on everything that you put your hands to do so that you can be a grace-based success. Say, I have sweatless victory. I love you. God loves you too. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if, these, if this message was a blessing to you. If you if you don't get notes, the notes that I sent out, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing weekend. I will see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to learn more about our ministry or you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit ripministries.org. You will learn there what we're doing in the Caribbean, providing a Christ-based education to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic. We also provide them a hot meal every day. If you would like to partner with us, click on the donate button. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have my book, Level Up Your Life, go to rickpina.co and get the book today. From rickpina.co, you'll also see that I have journals and I also have some other products and apparel and etc. all centered around the grace life. And then lastly, if you enjoy this content, but you want direct access to Isabella and I, the Lord impressed it upon my heart 
for Isabella and I to start mentoring people, giving people access to us to be able to ask us questions. We're answering questions about ministry, about missions, nonprofit, for-profit. I'm addressing things uh, as far as how I preach, our approach to preaching. We're putting out private content just for a specific group in the Patreon. So please visit patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina if you're interested in this material. Have an amazing day.